welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Bell Ringer podcast uh, hosted by Sixers Wire and USA Today Sports Media Group. I am your host, Kai Carlin. I got my guy with me, Cameron Fields. Cam, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, Kai? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. We're we're entering, we're about to enter week four of quarantine, man. It's been tough. I've, I've been playing NBA 2K12, just led the Charlotte Bobcats to a championship on 2K12. So I got that done. I got that going for me. All right. Um, today right. we today we have a very special guest for everybody today. Philadelphia 76ers forward Glenn Robinson the third. What's going on, Glenn? Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? We're good, man. I'm mean, good. First of all, I want to thank you so much for uh, for joining us here today. I know that like it's kind of just been a crazy, crazy time. So thank you so much for hopping on with us. Of course, I appreciate y'all having me. Looking forward to it. All right, I'm just gonna kind of like dive right into it, man. I gotta ask, like. What's life been in quarantine for you as a basketball player? Like, like, what are you doing to, like, really pass the time right now? Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Um, you know, ever since we got the word after we played the Pistons uh, that Thursday, they put us on quarantine and just kind of been waiting around. And, um, you know, they, they made all of us go uh, get tested after we played um, the Pistons. And, um, you know, I, I actually drove myself back to Indianapolis, where I'm from here um and remain in quarantine but it's just kind of it's just been difficult it's been weird you know um I, I don't think any of us will ever get used to it really um you know having to work um inside the house and work out inside in the basement you know it's just been crazy the big thing is it's like just you guys play basketball you guys are probably in the gym every, every day like so how has kind of just been like the toughest adjustment for you in terms of just like you, you can't go to the practice facility. You can't go to the arena. Like you said, you're working out in the basement. Like, like what's kind of been the biggest adjustment? Yeah, I think, you know, you said it exactly. Uh, you know, they shut down the local gyms and, you know, um, I don't, and, and nobody can go work out, you know, so it's everything's just in-house, you know, and uh, luckily I just got a few things in a basement that I can use and uh, do my push-ups, sit-ups, you know, and try to get my cardio as much as possible you know I, I take a run around a, the neighborhood but um other than that you know it's it's just been it's just been weird you know it's a weird adjustment and um we'll see you know hopefully this doesn't get worse and um you know there's still hopes of of us playing but you know I, I think that uh we just got to control what we control and that's you know doing our part so but the one biggest thing that like was kind of on my mind Glenn with you was I know you're a free agent this offseason so how, how do you think this whole, this whole like a uh, suspension is really going to affect your future? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that my, the, the last couple games with the Sixers, you know, went pretty well in, in terms of uh, just, just myself as adjusting to the team. Um, you know, I think that that along with, you know, just playing uh, with Golden State most of the year, um, I think up until this point, you know, I've tried to prove myself. And now, you know, if the season um, does continue, now it's just about doing the same thing and just try to remain as consistent as possible and um, just get my best chance, give myself the best chance I can uh, this upcoming free agency. Hey, Glenn, man, thanks again, yeah, for coming on with us. Hey, I had a question, though. So is Ben the best gamer on Philly or, or is it someone <laughs> else? You know, I had, I had just got there, but I know Ben on the game a lot. Um, a couple of them. I mean, JoJo, he he be on the game a lot. You know, he he come in the locker room talking smack a little bit too about the game. You know, so okay. um, I got I got to still figure that out. Hopefully, uh, we can get back in the locker room. I got to figure that one out. 
Now, listen, jo Josh Richardson said he's the greatest FIFA player in the league. Did, are, are you playing any FIFA or anything? I did see that. I actually, I haven't been on a video game uh, lately at all. I got PlayStation. I have, I go in spurts. Like I'll play the video game for like three months straight. Like that's all I'll do besides okay. practice. Um, and then I, I'll get like, I'll take three months off. You know, it's weird. But, um, but, but I used to play FIFA and I like that game a lot actually. So I gotta, I might have to test them. I might have to check them out. Okay. Okay. Who do you have? Who do you have winning the uh, 2K tournament? <laughs> I, I haven't even been following it, but that's uh, it's still crazy to me. You know, I remember when they came out with like the um, the teams for that. You know, it's it's crazy. So um, I haven't been paying too much attention, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I got to get back on the game myself, kind of mm -hmm. kill some time. I haven't played 2K yet, actually. You haven't played 2K yet, Glenn? Mm -mm. Hey. Not this year. Oh man. Yep, I haven't been on PlayStation at all. Do you do you have a PlayStation Four? Like 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 what's yeah, your? Yeah, uh... I got the PS Four. Oh, okay, yeah, because Cam is big getting on me, dude. Because I still have an Xbox Three Sixty. Oh, you still, still got the Xbox? <laughs> yeah, I'm still rocking with the Three Sixty I got when I was like, I want to say fourteen. I'm just kind of been rocking with it. So I feel you. I mean, listen, sometimes you work too much, man. Like you said, you know, you haven't played a video game in forever, and I'll be honest, like you know, I had, this is my first time playing video games, and I want to say years. I've been working too much. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people trying to find other things to do and kill some time. I know I'm going through throughout my house, every room, like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, <laughs> new, new projects, like anything. You're going to start cleaning for no reason. Exactly. You're just gonna start, <laughs> you're start. All right, Glenn, I, I, another thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, you being a, like a big basketball fan yourself, I'm going to assume, and I mean, like with the March, with March Madness getting canceled, like, like how you know, how did that affect you? Because you had a big title, or at least run to the title game with Michigan in 2013. Like, how did that affect you? And kind of what was your biggest or most favorite memory of that run with Michigan? Yeah, um, I'll start. Like, my favorite my favorite memory was um, obviously the tournament. Uh, Trey Burke hit that shot against Kansas. Um, I had, like, a, a crazy layup against Kansas to get us back in the game. So it was probably the – one of my favorite memories, um, as well as when we played the national championship game, it was in front of, uh, what, like 75,000 or something, like uh, in a Georgia Dome. And I'm warming up, and I like I almost airballed my first shot in the layup lines because the, the background was so different. Like we were playing in front of so many people, it was crazy. So that was a cool memory for me. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, it's crazy what happened with the tournament this year getting canceled because, you know, I really, started to show the world myself, I feel like, in March Madness. And I feel like, you know, it's every kid's really dream to go to college and play in a tournament and, you know, in the shine and be on that, like, one shining moment song, that video at the end of the year. So, you know, it's just crazy that this year it'll just it'll, – it'll probably just say, like, coronavirus 2020 and just, <laughs> just ask, you know, like a, like a, like a cross through it, you know. So Damn. it's crazy to look at it, like, in the history books that it's not going to happen. And um, so that's, that's like, it's crazy to me. So, um, you know, I know I talked to a couple guys, so we're, we don't know what's going to happen with the league, but, you know, it'll be the same thing in the history books. That would be crazy to see nothing there. Yeah, for, for sure, man. I mean, like, it's, it's definitely just a really just unfortunate thing. Now, before, before we let you go, I'm going to send you some rapid fire questions. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Uh, favorite song? Uh, Life is Good by Future and Drake. 
Okay, okay. See, Cam, I'm trying to tell you, Drake's the best, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, Drake don't miss. <laughs> favorite movie? Scarface. Are you an Avengers fan? No, I'm not. I, I actually haven't. I, I, I'm not a movie guy. And okay. my brother, he gets mad at me because he's seen them all. But I haven't seen really any superhero movies. I've seen Batman um, and Spider-Man. That's about it. Damn, that's unfortunate. Set no, down. no superhero, you know. And black, <laughs> and black. I watched Black Panther too. I seen that. I went. I went to go see that one. So. <laughs> all right, man. I respect it. I respect it. You like what you like. All right, favorite sneaker. Uh, Jordan ones. And if you could, ha- if you could have a one-on-one matchup with any NBA player from history, who would it be? Ooh, I say my dad in his prime. You know, versus versus me now, if I could, if I could play him. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> That's an interesting be, one. Play. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I thought about that one because he won't play me no more when I beat him for the first time. So he, I know I can get on one on one now, but I want to see what it was like back in the day. You know, probably coming out of Purdue. Mm, okay. okay, Glenn, I'll give you that one. <laughs> okay, I see you. All right, Cam, do you have uh, anything else to ask Glenn before we gotta let him go? Nah. Um... But, yeah, I mean, it's been cool seeing all the players stream and stuff. You know, maybe we'll see you on a, a stream pretty – a FIFA stream pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Times it's – getting, it's getting pretty boring around here, so I might have to jump on there. <laughs> all right, cool. Glenn, again, th- thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us, man. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for your time, man, for sure. Thanks. Appreciate it, Thanks again. We'll, we'll see you all soon. Stay safe. You too. No doubt. Okay. All right, that was Glenn Robinson III. He hopped on with us. Cam, that was that was a really cool, this great atmosphere for us. We got to see kind of like the insight of what an NBA player is really going through right now during this tough time. Right. You know, what, man, I, I felt what he was saying, though, when he said, yo, I'm just going to start, like, doing random stuff around the house, trying to, like, you know, <laughs> it's already clean. I'm just going to start cleaning it again. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I get to – I mean, I've been doing just, like, you know, getting around to reading the books that – you know, that I don't have much time to read, you know, in general. I mean, I like reading a lot, always have. So I finished um, Basketball Love Story. It was on, I don't know if you know, the ESPN documentaries, and it's a book too. So I finished that not too long ago. Okay, Cam. And uh, I've been on COD Warzone. Okay, Cam. <laughs> I forget, I got carried to a third win the other night. So <laughs> listen, man, I mean, the, like, sometimes you got to get carried. I got, I got carried, carried, like, this time, like, you know, I got, well, I got straight up carried. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I carried the Charlotte Bobcats <laughs> to a championship. Yep. <laughs> I averaged 51.2 points per game in the series. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, guy. You said you flat out lebron lebron that team. 51.2 points per game was average in that series. I averaged 1.2 assists per game. <laughs> didn't pass the ball at all. At all. Barely I, I, an assist. I didn't trust anybody except most Bates and Mike Conley. Those are those are the only ones I trusted. <laughs> oh my god. No Corey McGetty and no Corey McGetty. No, I'm not trusting Corey McGetty, man. I'm not. It's not doing it. Maybe Corey Maggette back in the day, not Corey Maggette. Okay, all on, right. On the Bobcats. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
All right, so real quick, I actually I wanted to jump into Glenn Robinson the third real quick because he's kind of in a he's in a weird spot because he yeah. was uh, like a lot, a lot of players, yeah, yeah, a lot of players are like the Golden State Warriors. You know, they signed him to that contract. It was like a one year deal. You know, kind of maybe you can be a part of us when we get good again when we get Steph and Clay back. And, and he had a really good year. He was averaging uh, career high twelve point nine points. He was yeah. shooting. Uh, 40% from deep. Now he comes to Philadelphia and the Sixers are a team that was in the, the hunt for a championship this year. And he's got a up and down on his role. Yeah. He's averaging 7.4 points with the Sixers. He's only shooting 28% from deep. Uh, his minutes went down from 31 to 18. That could be a really, really tough adjustment. That's a significant, I mean, just looking at the minutes, that's a significant drop, you know, in playing time. I mean, you're going from being a, you know, all basically starter minutes to to like um, to basically like six man. That's a that's a that's an adjustment for sure. And then, um, you know, that the three he was at, like you said, he was having his best year with Golden State. I think he was a good fit there just because of the way their offense works. It's constant movement. And then with Philly, they're so big. It's just like you know, where does everyone fit in? But I think with Golden State, they maximize everyone's talents to like the, yeah, like to the nth degree. So with Golden State's offense, um, a lot of players could thrive in that offense just because it's like the motion offense, like to the highest degree. Right. And with other stuff like the triangle and then things like that as well. Right, right. And, and I feel like, like the most important thing is, um, along with the minutes, his field goal attempts have dropped from 10.6 in Gold State to 5.9 in Philadelphia. And yeah. that just, just kind of comes with the territory of him going from – he was basically the number one, number two option every night for the Warriors. He started right. all 48 games with them. In Philadelphia, he's played 12 games. He's only started four of them. And I, f- I feel like, you know, a lot of that can really affect a guy in free agency. You know, for a guy like Glenn, who really has bounced around for a lot of his career, other than those um, those three years in Indiana, but yeah. he got dra- drafted by Minnesota. Then he was with Philadelphia his rookie year, the three years in Indiana. Then he went to Detroit this year with Golden State, Philadelphia. Uh, guys, it, it right. comes down to a point where like some guys just really want uh, stability. Guys want to exactly. be able. Yeah, guys really want an opportunity to, to like really prove themselves and just kind of sit down and, and earn an opportunity. And in Philadelphia, and, and it's unfortunate because of just the way the team is set up, but it's going to come down to a point where, you know, if the season does resume, Glenn's going to have to like step up his game even more just to like really get a, a fair look in free agency. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, an athletic wing guy who can shoot. I mean, that that's definitely a premium in this league. I mean, wings who are like very quality, solid wings are, you know, a premium in the NBA. Like you need good wings. You need good um, three guys. And basically fours are playing on the perimeter now. You know, either you have a four who's a um, – bigger but more you know maybe more athletic more skilled three or just you know like a stretch four type but fours are just as good as there's no three four tweener now really so I mean just someone like Glenn could be very valuable on an NBA roster just would 
have to be the right fit. And it is unfortunate because I thought that Golden State was a, a great fit for him. And then hopefully Philly um, can be a good fit too for him. Yeah, and I feel like Philly can be, can be a good fit for him because his skill set is exactly what this team needs. Right. Um, because Glenn can shoot the ball. He yeah. Shot, he shot 40%. They need shooting. Yeah, he shot 40% from deep with the Warriors. It's not like he can't shoot at all. So you bring Glenn Robinson the third in here, give him an actual regular defined role, and just kind of let him go to work next to Ben yeah. Simmons and Joel Embiid. And, and he can and even, that can help Tobias Harris, too, like take some stuff off him. Yep. You know what, Cam? I was just about to bring up Tobias Harris. I, I really was. This is why we're so good, Cam. We just we bounce off each other like that, man. I was just about <laughs> to bring him up. Tobias Harris is another one. There's so much pressure on Tobias Harris to be the the, the, the shooter in this offense. And, right. And he's really you know, not like that. Yeah. And like, and like he's a capable shooter. Josh right. Richardson is a capable shooter. Glenn right. Robinson III, he can – He's right now he's categorized as a capable shooter, but he showed in Golden State that he can be a sharp shooter if right. given a chance. Right. I mean, forty percent, that's that's really good. That that is really a good percentage. Um, but yeah, like you said, it could really help Tobias Harrison. Also, yeah, help Josh Richardson because, you know, when he comes when Glenn Robinson comes in for either of those players, um, most likely Tobias, because you know, they play the same position, that could really just you know, alleviate, yeah, like you said, some of that pressure. Yeah, there's so much pressure on, on Tobias to really produce. And, and, you know, it comes with the territory. He averaged, not averaged, uh, he, he's getting paid $180 million. So yeah. that, that's just kind of what comes with the territory. But, but at the same time, like, it shouldn't have to all be on Tobias Harris to be the one shooter in this offense to really make it flow. And in a sense, too, like, He's, I mean, because Ben, he's the second option in a sense where it's like the offense runs through him, but he's not the second scoring option, if you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tobias is like the second scoring option behind Joel. So Ben, yeah, he's running the offense, but he's not going to have, more times than not, he's not going to have stuff run, run for him. So he's right. just going to, he's just going to find his points wherever. Right. Um, like the Sixers run the number one option is Joel. Right. So so you know, you you run through Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons runs the offense, but like you said, Cam, he's not their number two scoring option. Number two is basically Tobias Harris. And yeah. Harris has done well. He's averaging nineteen point, I think, four points per game. <clears throat> so it's not like he's he hasn't produced at all. I think the big thing is they're they're putting a lot of unnecessary. And then Joel has had a down year too. Yeah, I mean a little bit. I mean, he's still averaging like twenty four and thirteen. It's a, so like that, yeah. that's a great year for anybody. Right. But when you when you compare his numbers to last year, I think he was averaging twenty seven and thirteen, something like that. So points yeah. per game drop, and and mostly it's because of the fit with Al Horford, and you know they're they're still trying to figure that out and what they're going to do between Joel and Al and everything else. By the way, quick shout out to Al Horford for giving out you know, donating $500,000 to yeah. coronavirus relief efforts. Good on Al Horford. Um, Great stuff. But yeah, but yeah, like, but, and then you kind of circle it all back to Glenn and Glenn, it was just, he was, he was in a great spot with Golden State. He was, he was coming to Philadelphia, just asking to be a three and D guy there. And that could really mess with a guy for agency wise. Now for Glenn though, the one positive you, you could probably take from this though, 
is if if he can fill that three and D role like to a T and help the Sixers go deeper and deeper into the playoffs, then all of a sudden these all these other contenders are going to look at Glenn and be like, hey, we want you to do the same thing for us. Exactly. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, that three and D role that is a very coveted role around the league. I mean, everyone basically needs a three and D guy. You look at Milwaukee. And their guy is Wes Matthews for that role. Um, you look at someone like Philly, they don't really have that. Boston, um, we mentioned Marcus Smart. He kind of just goes off uh, occasionally. So <laughs> he, he's a little bit of that 3 and D. Um, but, yeah, you look at the top teams, and they have that guy. Duncan Robinson, maybe not the best defender, but definitely hitting the threes like crazy on Miami. So – yeah, you know, everybody has that guy who just has the straight up just clip, basically. So, you know, right, and like, and like the Sixers don't have a guy except for maybe Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, like, like Korkmaz will hop off the bench, and I, I mean, when you talk about a guy emptying the clip, like Furkan will just let it flow for like no reason too. <laughs> like, yeah. And you know, like it's it's gonna come down to a point when like when this whenever the season does resume which I'm still holding on to the beginning of June. I'm still holding on to that. Whenever the season does resume, we're all, like, we're all going to be looking at this Sixers team and we're going to be like, okay, you need Glenn to be, sh- to be hitting threes. You're going to need Tobias to be hitting threes. You're going to need to work Joel and Al together. You're going to really need to figure out a lot of different things. And I feel like the Sixers are probably the one team with the most to prove. Like once, oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like once this thing really starts and begins, a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and then say they go right into the playoffs. Yeah, they play Boston. That is a whole lot to prove against a great team. I mean, Boston. I've mentioned, you know, I think is the best, the next best team in the East, other than Milwaukee, just because of all the talent they have if they're healthy. Now they are going to need Kimba though too. I think Kimba's going to be an important piece, and he has a struggle with some um, injuries, some knee injuries this year. So, you know, they are going to need him to be healthy. But I think Boston is a great team. And Philly, yeah, like you said, would have a lot to prove. Yeah. I mean, I was actually going through Boston's, like, roster, like, last night. And I didn't realize that Tatum, Brown, and Walker were all averaging over 20 points per game. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they're they're good. They. Like, like, I, I knew that, like, Walker and Tatum and Brown, I knew the three of them were having really, really good seasons. Mm-hmm. But to, for them to be, all be averaging over 20 points per game, and then Gordon Hayward's averaging 17. Right. Jalen Brown's having – I mean, Jalen Brown had his best year in the league, and he didn't make the All-Star game. So, yeah. I mean, that just shows the, the depth that they have at the wing. They have the best collection of wings in the whole NBA. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too, because – between Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and then you throw in Marcus Smart, who's actually right. averaging thir- 13 a night for them and hitting threes. I mean, I still don't, I, I still don't think they would beat Philadelphia. I just don't. And, and it's just for the simple fact that because Tice and Canner, they're both, like, I think Canner's averaging 2.8 offensive rebounds a night, and Tice is averaging 2.2 offensive rebounds, which are high numbers. I, 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 don't, I think in a playoff-type setting, they would struggle against Joel and Al. Uh, I could see, yeah, I could see that. But then how much pressure does Philly as a whole really put on Boston? Because Boston, 
they can switch out top. They they can switch out top anything really. And then even too Marcus Smart that he can guard he can guard um, guys down low. So they have a highly you know switchable defense. It's like how much of a impact does the Philly offense make? I think that Philly has to have it would they would have to have their best offensive production that series of the season because you know they haven't had the offensive production that they need to really be a consistently successful team. Yeah. Like I, I totally get what you're saying because their, their offense has just been so up and down. Um, and who knows? And then you can throw out the whole home and road discrepancy because when the season does resume, it's going to be in a neutral location, whether it be in Vegas or Atlantic city or Orlando, wherever Louisville, um, my, my guess is probably going to be Vegas. I mean, you know, it, it's Las Vegas. But whenever the season does, market, yeah, yeah, big market, a lot of hotels. I mean, Atlantic City has a lot of hotels too, but it's like Atlantic City light, or excuse me, Las Vegas light. It's like, yeah. Also, as somebody who lives here, I'm not a big Atlantic City fan to begin with. So, like, uh-huh. like I, I'm, I'm, I I'm just, you. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't see the hype around Atlantic City, but it's, it, it might just be because I live here and I'm so used to it. But gotcha. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't see the hype around it. Anywho, um, the new like you can throw the home and road discrepancies out the window because it's like which Sixers team is going to show up in a in a neutral location? Is it going to be the home Sixers or is it going to be the road Sixers? Like which one's going to show up? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question because neutral site that would be a very you know in the playoffs that would be a very different experience. It'd be like okay, who's gonna? I mean, you go out to Las Vegas you know, Western Conference teams are going to have the advantage just because of proximity. But, I mean, too, it doesn't really matter because it's like, well, the East and West don't play each other until the finals. So, I mean, but it's like our Eastern Conference fans going to be able to make it out there. It's just like, how are you going to get – I mean, will fans come out there if it it is in Las Vegas? Well, the, my understanding is there, there's going to be no. Oh fans. yeah, oh yeah, there's no fans. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, no yeah, fans. Like, yeah. And then, like you know, when the 2020-21 season starts up again, whether it be, which my guess would probably be Christmas time, and this yeah. will have like a, a right. 2021-2021 season. Um, you know, like that's when the fans will be able to come back to right. game stuff. But like, like my understanding is there's going to be no fans. Like when. Right when they eventually do restart because i know the league is desperate i mean absolutely to, to, re, to resume yeah absolutely and, and you can't blame them i mean they're, they're they're losing out on so much money um there is one bit of news uh the wnba was actually supposed to start may 15th and the uh the the, the may and they actually just postponed and suspended their um opener they're, they're they are still gonna have the wnba draft april 17th so, I mean, it, it, I can't lie, Cam, it does look a little dark and gloomy right now for a, any start of uh, yeah. any sports, but I do believe that we're going to get it back first week of June. I promise. I, I, got, I have a gut feeling. I'm gonna I, I think I feel like that's a uh, good estimation right now. Um, I, feel, I feel like that's possible, but also, too, hopefully it's not. I mean, I mean, help me hopefully, like, you know, it can be sooner. I mean, hopefully it can be come back sooner and, you know, cause I, I don't know when, I mean, I don't think, I mean, no one really knows when this is going to be over. There's so much uncertainty. No. Um, yeah. It's just, 
you know, kind of play, you know, take it day by day, play it by year? Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I mean, just I've, I've just kind of been watching old basketball. I mean, as you know, the, the 2016 finals were just showed on ESPN the other day. So mm-hmm. we, we, got, we got a little glimpse of greatness. Uh, but again, I, I forgot all about Brandon Rush. <laughs> yeah, I was watching and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really forgot. Because I remember Brandon Rush got drafted and he was supposed to be like this great three-point shooter for the Indiana Pacers. And then yeah. he just fell off the map. And I remember, and then I was like, oh, right. Golden State picked him up during that run. Good for them. Good for him. You love to see it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, I was definitely, definitely shocked uh, over that. So, Cam, as we end today's podcast episode, man, I, I really got to know what's, what your beef with Drake is. I have, I have no beef with Drake. <laughs> I like, I like Drake. I like Drake. We were, th- I like Drake. I have no beef with the man. I'm just saying, not all of his songs are great. Lies. See that, not that all right of there. His songs are great. Every artist has bad songs. No, you can't put out nothing. You you can't put out just constant greatness. It just just won't happen. Every clearly you haven't followed Drake's career. Look, More Life was very average, very average. Take it back right now. More Life was like, uh, Mm -mm. take it back right now. There are some throwaways on Scorpion, no doubt about that. Mm. There are there are throwaways Mm. on that album. Like what? Name, all right, name one. Ratchet, happy birthday. R- Ratchet, happy birthday. Okay, yeah, we can get rid of that one. <laughs> that is a terrible song. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you that not all of those songs, not all of his songs are good. Mm. He, is a, he is a great artist. He's a great, he's one of the top rappers in the game. But even the top rappers in the game miss. Okay, look, Michael Jordan didn't win until he beat the Pistons all right so I'm just I'm just saying not all the greats are great all the time Cam I'm gonna say he I'm gonna say about 98 percent of what he puts out is great though I mean okay that's fair but don't say like a hundred percent I mean like okay fine 98 percent all right okay all right we can agree on that but like a hundred percent no like no okay what about uh Oh what about J. Cole? Is oh, J. Cole? Cole? Oh, I thought you were going to say like 99.2. Or, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> J. Cole, um, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I was not hot. I was not a J. Cole fan. And so like, I was like, J. Cole is so boring. Oof. And then when he came out with um, KOD, I was like, okay, like J. Cole's all right. J. Cole's all right. I'm trying to but, tell you, man. But I I still am not the biggest J. Cole fan. Like, he's solid. But Kendrick Lamar is my favorite rapper. Kendrick Lamar. I uh, can't fault that. Roddy Rich, uh, Travis Scott, Future. Those are, like, some of my favorite rappers. And I listen to a lot of Tupac. Tupac's my guy. Rest in peace. Uh, you, you, you were going to kill me for this one. So, for, for, first of all, before, before I get to the part where you're going to kill me. Um, oh. So, I'm like... <laughs> I got like three rappers that like I will listen to no matter what, and that's Drake, Travis Scott, and J Cole. Though those are the okay, three. Okay. All right. And then of course you know I'll listen to Kendrick. I'll listen to like a couple of different a couple of different dudes and stuff. 
like uh, I went to a Drake and Migos concert a couple years ago. That was dope. All right. Um, okay, now now to this part. I've only heard two Tupac songs. That's not that's not I mean bad. I mean what which songs have you heard? I've only heard Changes and California Love. Oh, okay. See, now you gotta like up you gotta up your game. Those are like <laughs> the most two recognizable songs. Okay, listen, Kai, Kai. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to start off with his best album, Me Against okay. the World. That's his best album in my opinion. Okay. And then go from there. That is one of the top albums ever. All Eyes on Me, very long. And that not all the songs are good. Not all of them are good, but it's a it's a pretty good album. Yes, I would that I'll do that. And you know what? I got killed in the uh, the Wells Fargo Center media room when everybody found out I've only heard those two songs. Um, oh man! Got to give a big shout out to Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad for pointing out the fact. Song though, too. I got, listen, Kevin, Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad, he, uh, he, he, he threw me under the bus, man. He tweeted it out. And then, and then as, as soon as he tweeted it out, I'm telling you, everybody in the room was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, it, it was like a row of dominoes, people being like turning around like, Kai. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had everybody uh, as far as I go in the center media room. The entire Philadelphia media was coming after me. I'm just saying, let's start off with me against the world, bro. Start you got off it. with me against the world. You got it. You got it. <laughs> We're going to have to end on that note, man, because I, 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 feel, I feel ashamed now. I, I, I feel I, I just bad. You feel how you feel, man. Oh, by the way, <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to Sharif Phillips Keaton for helping us out oh, with, yeah. um, with 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 our uh, testing yet yesterday. Um, he also still believes Andre Drummond's a top ten center. I don't know why. I mean, there are fourteen centers better than him clearly, but that 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 will be for Monday. That'll be for Monday's podcast when Sharif hops on with us. All right then. All right for Cameron Fields. I am Kai Carlin. Thank you so much again to Glenn Robinson III. And we'll see you guys next time on the Bell Ringer Podcast. Goodbye, everybody.